G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. Uh, today we are talking stashes, players that we're watching, players that we might even be adding already to get a big boost at the end of the year come playoff time. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at NBA. And once again, Callum Mack has joined us, joined with us today. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. And as always, we're here to help our listeners win fantasy. And um, the main reason I do it is for bragging rights. Um, that's the only, the only reason I got into fantasy. So yeah. let's go, guys. If you listen to us, you will see the chip. The chip, the bragging rights, the, the, the prestige that comes along with it and uh, the ability to talk <laughs> shit to your mates uh, all off-season long. Uh, so, yes, and uh, and probably for seasons to come, like you like to do t- as well, Callum, reminding us that... Uh, three-time champion. It, it, it's a contentious three-time, for, but, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, move, we'll move on from there. Uh, let's go on to... We're talking stashes. Uh, so we did this last year, um, just kind of flagging early some players that we can see having a big impact down the stretch of fantasy basketball, um, especially in your head-to-head leagues. Obviously, roto leagues, this is less of an issue, although you can stash them on your bench, uh, and maybe they'll come to fruition at the end of the year. So it's important for us to be performing well at that time of the year. So these guys, you can withstand a little bit of suffering now. If possible, they can pay off at the end of the year. So uh, I think... Let's go stuck straight into it. I think this first one will be a surprise to no one if you have been listening to any of our podcasts that talk about this man. Uh, Alperun Shangun. We are, we're both big fans. Uh, I think, I know you still have him on your fantasy roster right now in a 10-team league, uh, waiting patiently. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on Shangun and, and where he's at right now and, and where you expect him to be come season's end? I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that uh, the minutes haven't quite been there. Yeah. Um. I'm obviously this is why we stash him. We're we're hoping that he bounces back and has a a strong second half of the season. We're kind of getting close to a quarter now. Oh, um, we're, I so, think in fantasy in fantasy terms, we're I, in fantasy terms we're actually about a third of the way through the season. Uh, it's a bit less than that in the actual NBA season, but in in fantasy terms, we're we're getting on. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I am second in my league. Um, with my team with Shangun. So it's good to know that the stash is working. So when he yeah. when he does finally pop off, which I do have faith he will do, um, I'm looking pretty good. He, he's he's a guy that can get you assists for a big man. He's getting steals for the season. He's averaging 1.2 steals a game. Um, yeah. Something like that is awesome. His field goal, I think, will always be pretty reliable. He's getting close to 50% there. Um, the free throw percentage has been a bit disappointing. I'll be honest, that's 66%. On a recent line of attempts, 3.5 attempts a game. It's good to know that he is getting to the line because that's his three points. Um, but that is kind of something to consider now because that sample size is actually pretty yeah. reasonable and he does miss them. Um, oh, he just doesn't hit them as consistently as as you would like and, and yeah. on that kind of volume that can hurt you. Um, so that is something I've had to consider. Um, he he, he was someone that... Else, yeah, I was just going to say that he, he his 
free throw percentage from Europe was much better than this. I think he was close to 80% uh, in, in Europe. I think that they had to, he had to change his like uh, routine or something like that. He was taking too long. I know he has like this thing where he like talks to the ball. He talks to the ball? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a little weird. <laughs> so I think they had to like, they had to speed him up and maybe it's thrown him off and he's, I don't know, he's still getting used to it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the pressure of the NBA, I, I don't know. But um, there, there's a little bit of hope that that improves, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and look, it could, probably it's just going to switch back on just in time for the playoffs. So, look, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I am still holding on to him just because I can being second. Yes. Um, but I, I would say that if you are towards the lower um, spectrum mm. of your league, I, I don't blame you for thinking about getting rid of this guy. Yeah. I, it yeah. doesn't like he's right now. He's ranked 214th for the season. Um, he did come racing up the preseason ranks to 130 is what he ended at. I probably helped a lot because I did so many mock drives and I was always drafting him. Yeah. Um, we were pumping him so up. I'm probably one of the, uh, look, I was always hyping this man up, but I look, I still see the potential. Oh, it's there. Um, but I can understand how some people is, are getting a bit impatient. He's, he's averaging 18 minutes a night. Okay. If that, like there's a realistic scenario that in the second half of the year, he, he literally goes to, I don't know what, 34 minutes a night. Is that, that's realistic, right? They're, they're, they're going nowhere. If, for example, a Christian Wood is traded, which there's already rumors going around, I've been uh, saying that I am projecting a Christian Wood trade this season uh, for months now. I think that he doesn't fit this team. He's the only basically tradable asset this team has. You're not trading John Wall. No one wants him. So I think that I think that it just makes sense that Christian Wood uh, is going to get traded. And when that does happen, or if that does happen, you know, Shengun finds himself in a 34 minutes per night role. You know, there's there's 16 points, there's nine rebounds, there's you know three and a half, four assists. You know, like that, that there's like a steal and a half, a block per game. Like those numbers are, are, are realistic, and and those are big time numbers. Um, and and as a rookie, he's going to continue to get more comfortable in the league. He's going to continue to improve. Uh, we see it every year with rookies that like all star break that. Trade deadline, post trade deadline, we see them start to shoot off. So uh, I'm expecting the same for Shengun. But like you said, if you if you need the wins now, uh, yeah, y- y- I don't think you can hold on to him because, like we said, it's it's nearly or basically is a third of the way through the fantasy season. So uh, you've got to start making moves now. If you're not in the playoff picture, you can't afford to hold this kind of player. So if he if you can't grab him, if you can't hold him, at least just keep an eye on him, keep a watch list, and hopefully someone else doesn't pick him up. And one thing I noticed as well is um, Daniel Tice. I don't know what's happening out there in Houston. Yeah. Maybe you do, but he hasn't played the last three games. Apparently, he's not injured. No, he's so out of the rotation. I, I, look, it's good news for Shangoon, but do you know what's happening there? They, they've decided to start Eric Bloody Gordon. Um, so that's what they've gone to. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not throw out the corpse of Eric Gordon out there? Um, I don't know. They're, they're starting with one. Once again, trade value. Yeah. I think both these guys are trade chips. Daniel Tice, Eric Gordon. I was assuming they play Tyce just to begin to try and just get him on the trade block as well. I don't know why um, they signed but him. Obviously, there's the requirements of when you can trade them after you sign him, which is understandable. Maybe yeah. they'll showcase him a bit more later. But Eric Gordon's 100 percent on the trade market. Yeah, it was a confusing. Like the the Daniel Tyce signing just didn't make any sense to me at the start. It still doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I just it's don't. It's going to be a trade chip. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, but like 
really Daniel Tice a trade tip like <laughs> like what are we doing here um yeah I don't know and and Eric Gordon obviously they've gone to a single big lineup which is it, it hurts me because I thought is okay here we go Daniel Tice is out and it's Eric Gordon in the starting lineup uh so that 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 stung a little bit hurt my confidence a little bit in what we're going to see Shangun or at least how soon we're going to see it from him um but at, at some point you gotta, you just gotta get him in there. Eric Gordon is not the future in this team. And once we're past the trade deadline, if they're traded or if they're not, you know, they might be bought out. For example, um, Shengun's going to be getting minutes. And I, I'm, I'm confident, guys. I am confident. And if if this doesn't work out, you can come for us. You can you can throw all the hate comments you want in the in the video. But we are still believers. Um, and I think I think if you can hold on. It, it'll pay off. It will pay off. Let's let's stop talking about Shengu and let's move on to the next guy. We did mention this in yesterday's uh, bone. Uh, sorry, the uh, uh, waiver wire show. But Bones Highland, I think, is a good stash uh, for the guard position because I think he's coming on strong. There's a lot of injuries in Denver at the moment. Michael Porter Jr. is confirmed out for the season. PJ Dozier confirmed out for the season. Jamal Murray, you know, depending on where they're at, might not be playing at all this season. So. I think they're going to be focusing on youth and, and just getting the games into young guys, and I think Bones is going to be a beneficiary of that. What are, What are your thoughts on Bones? Yeah, like um, yeah, we touched on it on, in the previous pod, so go check that one out. I, I like Bones Island, especially especially in this category in terms of a bit of a stash. Yeah, because I do think he can turn on. Um, I'm looking at his box scores, and there's four games here where he averaged over 20 minutes. And, you know, 12 points, 15 points, 18 points, and 19 points, all of which are awesome, with threes as well, about three three-pointers a game, three and a half assists. Um, there's some really positive stuff there when he gets the minutes. So for that reason, in terms of a stash, I mean, yeah, 100%, go for it. Um, in terms of even just now, you could even stream a few things with him. Yeah. Um, so expect, like, even in 12-team leagues, he already could be off, um, but for a stash candidate, I th- he's right up on my list. Yeah, I, th- I think I think he is going to get more and more minutes, and I think the minutes are going to be coming pretty soon, to be honest, because just these injuries are hitting them so hard. He's he's a better player already than Faku Kampazzo. He's uh, pushing uh, Austin Rivers minutes. He's pushing Monty Morris minutes. He's he's basically pr- he's almost better than these guys already. So why not give the young guy that the run? The season's not you're not winning the championship this year if you're Denver. Um, you might be winning it next year. Um, so and if you do that, you're going to need younger players to be better and step into bigger roles. So I think that it only makes sense to give him more minutes. Um, I also think he can be a pretty good steals guy as well. He put up some good steals in college. He's a lanky, long, uh, good defender. So I think he can he can be good in threes, points, free throw percentage, a trickle of assists, and and some decent steals as well. And the turnovers shouldn't be too high because everything runs through Jokic. Uh, he's not going to be asked to play make too much on that team. So. Uh, someone who I think has got a fairly high potential as as a guard, maybe not as high as Shengun, but uh, someone who you can definitely uh, keep an eye on there. Uh, and the last guy who we're going to say is a stash that you could probably add right now already is Jonathan Isaac. Uh, I was surprised to find that he's only rostered in fifty six percent of leagues. I guess you know the the news of his injuries are still a bit murky, but I think we're getting close enough to where you got to add this guy and just hope store him in your IR spot. And he can he can bring you back really good value. We know he he's had top thirty per season game uh, per game values in the past. So I think he is someone that if you have a IR spot available, or even if you want to make room for that spot, I think uh, Jonathan Isaac is someone that you need to scoop up now before everyone else starts to hear that. Oh, he's training. Oh, he's he's playing games. Oh, he's going to be back next week. Before that happens, I think you sw- you swoop in now. 
Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, he's one of those guys that can get you like the one and a half steals um, with the two blocks, which is um, pretty yep. crazy. And then the three, you know, the one three pointer a game is a nice little beneficiary. Um, great for a punt points build. Great for a punt assist build as well. Um, I mean, outside of that, he can probably pretty much fit anything. So yeah. I would be hesitant though, just in terms of when he does return, I would expect some rest. Yeah. So as an owner, if that does happen, he's expecting to sit every, I don't know, third game for a bit or every fourth game. That is something you have to take on. Yeah. But his enough. overall value should be enough on the, on those defensive stats and for, from a fantasy point of view. He's been out a long time with his ACL, man. Like he, I think he's been out over like 14 he did months it in the or bubble. something. Yeah. So like it's been like 14, maybe even longer, 16, 18 months now. Like that's, that's a lot longer than a typical ACL. I know obviously ACLs are not anything to mess around with, but. Yeah, that's a really long time. So I wonder if there was something that went wrong in the rehab or anything like that. Um, who knows? He's a, he's a he's a thinner kind of guy. So I guess I don't know. Maybe the strength wasn't quite there. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how they're going to manage him coming back. I'll throw out another question to you regarding Isaac. What do you think their rotation is going to look like when he's back? In terms of you've got Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. sharing the front court, and you've also got Franz Wagner, who's basically playing as the three at the moment. What, who, one of those guys, Bamba, Wendell Carter, um, Franz Wagner, and Isaac, one of them's going to come off the bench. Who, who do you think it's going to be? Uh, that's a good question. That honestly is a good question. I think it's going to be one of either Carter or Bamba. Yeah. I think they just have to decide that they're going to play one of them at center and then have, I mean, the Franz and, and Isaac can kind of both be a three, four. They can yeah. go between. But Isaac, I think, probably is a bit better at the four. That's in I my eyes where he probably should have always been. Me I understand he's, he was agile enough to defend threes. Uh, but I think he probably is more of a power forward. So yeah. that, that, for that reason, I think that's where he is. But um, I, I still would warn owners that I st- I wouldn't be surprised if he is kind of coming off the bench, even just to start as well, yeah. maybe the first week yeah. or two, just to kind of get some minutes, get some reps in. Um, but yeah, I want one or two weeks, and I'd probably say Carter would be the guy that gets cut just because Bamba's been killing it. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Let's go team Bamba. So Bamba at the starting center, Isaac at the four, Franz at the three would be my forecast, let's say, in, in a few months' time. I wonder I wonder how much uh, influence it is uh, being someone who has Bamba on their fence team, if that uh, if that influences your decision. I've got no one. <laughs> I've got none of them on my team, and I, I, think, I personally think Bamba will go to the bench. But even in the bench role, he, he should be getting maybe like 24 minutes a night and still be still be useful in fantasy basketball. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't panic or drop anyone if or when that situation happens. Uh, and like you said, it could be Isaac, you know, just coming back. The Magic don't have anything to play for, really. They're, they're trying to win ping pong balls. So it could be Isaac. But I think the upside for Isaac is too high to... You, you obviously, you can't wait until he's back. He's going to be rostered before then. Um, so... I think if you, particularly if you do need those steals and blocks, he is someone who's probably got the highest upside on your on your waiver wire. Uh, and like we said, he's been a top thirty player before. So uh, someone who I'm very keen on. I, I I like his game. I like what he can do. Um, but a little bit little bit nervous with how the injury has been handled and and the the length of the rehab up until this point makes me a little bit nervous. But he is and someone I'm that you t- can talking stash. of top talking of top thirty talent. Mo Barber ranked thirty one. Currently for the season had a had a great game last game. Well, that's 11, not that's not top thirty now, is it? And six six blocks. Top um, top thirty one so talent. To him. Top top thirty one <laughs> talent. There you go. He's the, 
<laughs> nearly, nearly there, mate. Nearly there. All right, let's uh, let's move on to. I'm I'm calling these guys the watch lists. Now you're not adding these guys, I don't think yet. Um, you're just watching them, and and they're on a lot of my watch lists. They're on a couple of my dynasty teams. Um, I'll start off with another Orlando Magic player, uh, Markel Fultz. Now, before the season, I would have said that the starting guards in Orlando are Fultz and they're Suggs. Um, of, of those two, obviously, Suggs had his injury and Fultz has been injured from the start of the season. And Cole Anthony has just decided that he's playing amazing and he's going to come out and just light the league on fire. So I'm obviously not as high on him as I, as I was preseason, but the injury with Suggs, maybe even Fultz returns before um, a Jalen Suggs, depending on the rehab time. And, and then if that happens... You know, Fultz has got he's got some upside, especially in a punt threes, punt free throw build. He he can give you some solid assist steals. So he's someone that I'm watching. I'm keeping an eye on any updates with his injury and things like that. I'm not adding him yet. His upside isn't high enough like a like a Jonathan Isaac to, to sort of bear that pain for too long. But I am I am keeping an eye on him and I'm interested to see how it plays out when uh, when they're all back healthy. What what are your thoughts on uh, Mark Hill? Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on him as well. Um, they're saying that he's kind of just been assigned to the G League. Okay. Um, so th- that's definitely pretty positive. He should be getting some live action. Um, we saw Clay be assigned to the G League recently as well, and apparently he's a few weeks away. So that kind of gives you some kind of guesstimation yeah. of, of where he is. Uh, Marco Foltz always been a great kind of punt threes kind of guy. Um, so I would be heading more towards this direction if you were that team. But in terms of the minutes, yeah, that's the tricky thing. I mean, look, Suggs is out for a few weeks. You may find he is back before Fultz is. So um, I'm not too sure how that works. Cole Anthony right now probably is the alpha dog um, in that town. Yeah, I never um, would have thought that and, coming and, to the season, to be honest. That, that, that seems yeah, wild to me. Me neither. I, yeah. I did not see this coming at all. You even got RJ Hampton coming off the bench. And yeah. um, I don't think – I'm not too sure how he fits into it as well um, because I guess they're still both similar ages in Fultz and Hampton and they're both yeah. young. Um, obviously Orlando just going that their youth movement. So it's, it's a tough one. I, I would also expect him similar to Jonathan Isaac to maybe yeah, sit out a few games. Yeah. Even when he does come back, um, they'll they probably will play it safe just because they are so deep at the guard spot. But I think it kind of points to him probably just coming at the bench and getting comfortable again to begin with anyway. Yeah. Um, so for now it's probably safe, not really to stash him. No, he's a watch. Because when, I, I, I think when he comes back, he will be more the bench guy for now, but I'd, I'd still keep him on my watch list and keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be watching him too, uh, not adding just yet. But just, I, I just don't know where the minutes are going to go. And that's why, you know, th- there is a little bit upside there, although I'm not not as optimistic as some of these other guys. Uh, let's talk about the next guy, another Houston Rockets player. Uh, a player that I, I like, and every time I watch him, I, he, he passes the eye test to me. I feel like he should be getting more minutes, and I think he will by the, the end of the season. Um, it's Kevin... Uh, Sorry, no, it's KJ Martin Jr. Um, what are your thoughts on KJ Martin and, and his potential uh, towards the end of the season? Um, yeah, with these Houston Rockets, we saw him kind of explode a bit last season. Yeah, the um, end of last I guess season, he went off. For that same tank, um, tankathon like they were doing. So definitely, definitely keep on your watch list. Um, he, he can get the steals. He can get the odd blocks as well. He's known for his hops, really, yeah. like, and, and dunks was probably his highlight plays. But from a fantasy output, he didn't scream at you, but he still was hovering around that kind of 100 value when he had the minutes. So for that reason, keep him on your watch list. He probably fits more upon assist build. Um, ideally, is probably the best fit for him. But 
Um, I think you're probably a bit higher than me, Mitch. Like, what's your thoughts? Yeah, look, I I, I quite like him. I think we we I, we saw at the end of last year he he exploded really when they went into their heavy tank and he was putting up lots of blocks. Uh, his threes actually took a big uptick, but even his per his per thirty six number, his per thirty numbers are, are, are fairly decent. Even if we just you know he's playing fifteen minutes a night, if we double that, he's averaging thirteen six, two assists, uh, a steal basically, and a block, averaging a three. So the block steal three are there. Low turnovers. The field goal percentage from the wing position is really good. Obviously, he's getting a lot of dunks and things like that. So he he's good across the board. Um, the free throw percentage isn't the best, but it's low attempts, so you don't have to worry about it too much. Uh, he's just a really solid uh, and, and decent fantasy build uh, at this stage, and I think he's just got way more upside than someone like a like a Jashawn Tate or obviously Eric Bledsoe, who's 40 years old, and all those other guys that seem to be getting minutes over him. I don't think that that will be the case at the end of the season. Um, I'm less confident, obviously, that of him as like a Shangun because it's more obvious. But I think that you know he is one of the youngest players on this team, uh, and I think he he should be pushing for minute more minutes, sort of post trade deadline. So if, if I need that sort of across the board, the steals, blocks, threes, uh, like that combination with with solid percentages and and some decent rebounds from a wing, uh, he is someone I'm definitely keeping an eye on and. And uh, I'm stashing him, obviously, in my dynasty league. I'm, I'm a bit of a younger team with my my setup, so I, I am I am a bit invested in him that way. But uh, for for reason, I do I do like his upside. Yeah, and I think the main thing for him will probably just be yeah, keeping an eye on, on those trades. Yeah, because you, you have to see who comes into Houston as well. And we assume um, Eric Gordon's out of there, and we assume that um, Daniel Tice is also out of there. So depending who comes in. Yeah. Um, just based on that, you could pick them up. Yeah, and uh, and buyouts as well. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these players are bought out uh, in, in this season as well. Um, let's move on to the next guy, uh, another injured player, um, TJ Warren. Now, I don't know what's going on really with his uh, with his injury. He's someone who I actually, I actually drafted him at the start of the season because there wasn't much in the way of an update with him at the start of the season. He obviously has had chronic foot issues he was in a boot more and things like that so uh don't really know what's going on with him that's why he's listed on this watch list section but he is someone who has been sort of like that top 75 top 80 player before so definitely when he gets the minutes he's going to be relevant i'm not sure if he's going to be someone that when he comes back in like a fault he's going to walk straight into a you know 30 minutes a night roll don't really know what's going on with indiana whether they're going to be competitive they're sort of there's, there's a bit of a log jam in the Eastern Conference right now, so it might depend on where they are in the standings when he comes back. But again, just because he does have that upside, he has done it before, he is someone who I am keeping an eye on. If you need those points, um, the good field goal percentage, he can give you like a couple of threes and things like that there, but really low turnovers and, and just that efficient scorer um, that we, we know him to be. What, what are your thoughts on uh, TJ Warren? Um, I wasn't I wasn't hiring him at the draft, but it, th- there has been some kind of positives now with with the news. Um, you know, about three weeks ago, Shams was saying that um, they are optimistic that he could return around the New Year's okay. time, so late December or January. Um, look, that was three weeks ago. Things can change. They yeah. probably will be cautious with him. But then again, like the, the, these paces aren't playing really too well so far. They could be on the trade block, which yeah. can make, give him more minutes, give him less. He could even be traded. Um, so that is probably also something to keep a mind, uh, an eye on. Um, Rick Carlisle also said that he has been playing phenomenally well compared to where he was 
um, about 12 weeks ago. So yeah. I, I guess that's a positive sign. If, if I mean, you it's not a negative. Into, but, like, yeah. ex- exactly. It's heading in the right direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for now, it, it sounds like he's at least a month out. And even when he comes back, yeah. I'm not too sure what it's like there, given yeah. Karis Levert. It's kind of the three. They get Chris Duarte. They could play the two and three and Justin Holiday. Like they are very deep. So it's it, it is a tricky one, um, but still worth um, adding to your watch list nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Let me put it this way: like uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac, I'm I'm storing on my uh, injured reserve. I'm storing him there um, because his upside is good enough for me to do that. Faults and TJ Warren, I'm not bothering, but. Uh, when it's like a week away or a couple of days away, maybe if I've got a, a healthy roster, then I can stash in there before he comes back and just see how he comes back. And if he's back in a, in a good role, then I can move him. If he's back in a, a limited role, then I can just drop him without really losing much uh, to begin with anyway. So those are the things that I'm thinking about there. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't put this in our run sheet, Cal, but another Indiana Pacers I want to give a quick shout-out to is uh, Isaiah Jackson. Um, just in the off chance that one of Sabonis or Turner is traded. Um, Isaiah Jackson, he had a knee injury earlier in this season. He's a really good uh, per-minute blocks guy, a good uh, field goal percentage and a solid rebounder as well. Uh, I think we, we, we talked about him in our preseason pods going over the draftees and things like that. Um, he's he's someone who's he's got a bit of, bit of something extra to his game. So someone who I am keeping on, less likely to happen. I don't know if they're going to make that trade. Although... They're not in the best spot in the roster. They might make... Sorry, in the standings, I should say. Uh, they might make some moves, but maybe, maybe not. Um, someone someone who's just maybe in deeper leagues or dynasty leagues, you want to you have a look at Isaiah Jackson because he, he is, a, a, from his college numbers, someone who can put up good stats. Uh, let's move on to the last player, someone who I'm uh, typically more high on than, than you are, Callum. Uh, Nicholas Claxton. Again, a watch list guy. You know, we've, we've seen LaMarcus Aldridge take the starting role. Blake Griffin seems to be out of the rotation completely. This gives me a bit of optimism that Claxton can come in and there's less roadblocks in his way to get minutes. Um, not super optimistic that he's going to do it this season with the Nets competing, obviously, for a championship, but maybe there's an injury or something like that. I'm keeping an eye on him when he comes back. Apparently, he's gone and started some conditioning. He, he had an illness, which has basically taken him out for the entire season, which is... I don't know what that illness was, but yeah, it really, really set him back. Like it's week seven now, and yeah, I don't think he's played much basketball. So, really weird one. But uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, Nicholas Claxton? Um, I think he probably is destined still for maybe around the twenty minute mark. So, he probably for me is still probably just a block streamer. Yeah. Um, maybe even like field goal if, if you're desperate there, but he doesn't shoot a whole lot of attempts. Um, obviously, he's pretty much just in the dunker spot. That is his role. He is a role player, does his role well. But, I mean, looking, he's only played four games this season, and it's funnily incredibly similar to the 32 games he played last season. Yeah. Um, they're both pretty much you know, six points and six rebounds with a bit over a block a game. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty good field goal, about 55 and 62% on field goal for both those two seasons, respectively. I, I think he's probably still destined for that same kind of high teens to 20 minutes and pretty much just put up these kind of stats um, so I'm not rushing out of the gates to get him, um, yeah, but he's I a would watch. still kind of have a look at him. Like he could, it, it's an injury to Aldridge, like you touched on. He will have some games where he puts up, you know, 12, 10 and, and, you know, three, four blocks. He will, he will have games like that. Yeah, he will. So it's all about trying to time it well, um, get him when he's there. 
um, with Blake Blake being out. He, he could be worth this, like a bit of a speculative ad, just because um, we we know that the coach there and Steve Nash is mixing it up a little yeah. bit. Maybe maybe he does get some more minutes. So if, from that point of view, um, I think he probably could be worth if you can take him on in a deeper league. Um, just sit and wait to see what happens for a few weeks yeah. when he when he's back. Yeah, and look like Lamarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin. We're not talking about friggin' Iron Men here who are like never never injury prone. Have never you know sat out a game or anything like that. Like these guys are very well, they're very old um, and they're also uh, quite injury prone in in their later years. So the the, the pathway to minutes, you can see it happening. Like you can see how it can happen. It's just a matter of if it does and how quickly does that happen. Um, Look, it's... I'm obviously less optimistic than I was at the start of the season. Looks like LaMarcus Aldridge has found some kind of form again, which I was uh, surprised to see. Uh, But he's doing it, so uh, they're probably going to roll with that a little bit longer. But, you know, it, it, it would just take an injury to, to, a, to a Marcus Aldridge uh, for him to find himself in a, in a pretty decent role and be able to give you those traditional big men stats. So, uh, again, someone who I keep my eye on, not, not really adding just yet, but just he's, he's on my watch list. I've got that star next to his name, and uh, especially if I need those big men stats. Uh, I think that'll, that'll do it for our, our stashes. Anyone else you want to throw out there? Or we, we cover them all basically... Uh, Shangun is our is our big big stamp that we're going to put next to his name. Uh, would you agree there, Cal? Yep, dude. Do not lose faith in the Turkish MVP. He will. He's he's coming. I swear. Yeah. Let's let's throw one of these on it. Oh, guarantee. Stick with him if you can, there guys. Uh, I I implore you. But if you can't, obviously you got you got to make the playoffs. So so move on if you have to. But if you can. Just stick with him. Uh, make sure if you enjoyed today's video or, or listening on the podcast, head over to YouTube version. Give us a big thumbs up. And make sure you're subscribed on the YouTube channel and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please make sure if you like the show, if you enjoy talking fantasy hoops, head over to the Apple Podcast section and on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. If you leave a funny comment, we might even read it out on the air. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.